0: quicken your spirit Lord this morning thank you because so much so much grace heaven heaven heaven. so much grace of heaven weight of heaven weight of the spirit upon our soul thank you for Vanessa Tala Batoria Carrieto Free Hetom is Satibrael Tefialona La Marienta Sahano Tehano 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 Tevanahano Siado Transus Trenchius Triange and Trench Trench Tristium Pristio Spirit Thank you Thank you let, let the earth be silent, let heaven speak. Let the earth be silent, let all things earth quiet themselves, let the spirit speak expressly, expressly, Holy Spirit move, move over the waters of Farada of Rashamanu quota. Waters, waters of, waters of the soul to I me? Mean, at all, every land t- to bring stirring, stirring up, stir it at a, stir it, stir it up, restrain to stir it up, for it to stir it up, fedana steven now, in the steering of our soul are in, stir it up, stir it, up, stir it up, so on, uh, For as the spirit, cinema's of so the spirit, for the spirit that quickens, the sin spirit, they were out to, to enter spirit, they enter, to the end of the spirit, and the spirit of quickening, the spirit of quickens. For the spirit, the spirit, the spirit of quickens. They had to rest the fennel, for an under your heart, your spirit that quickens, thank you. In quickening spirit, worship you. For an Austin, give you glory in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Hallelujah! Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come on, all them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. John chapter six. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter six. Praise God. Please say good morning to someone, if you can, amen. Praise Jesus. John 6, verse 63, says, It's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and, and they are life, amen. Father, thank you, Lord quicken your word this morning in our hearts and uh, let your spirit have a free cause. In the name of Jesus, Amen. praise God. The, it's the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profited nothing for the words that I speak unto you, their are spirit and their life, verse 64. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should do what? Betray Betray him. And he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were done what? Giving, it were given unto him of what? Of my father. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Um, so of course this was the place where Jesus was teaching about his flesh right and his blood in, if you go earlier verse uh, verse 55 or let's see uh, verse 53 says <clears throat> so Jesus said unto him verily verily I say unto you except you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood that you have no what you have no life in you and whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is what is drink indeed, and he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. And as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me, and... This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but he that eateth of this bread shall do what, shall live forever, amen. amen. So and then Jesus is clear that, um, so give okay, verse 59, that these things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum and many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said, this is an hard saying, how can I hear it? Then verse 61, and Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, and he said unto them, Dot, dot this offend you? Praise God. Um, so you see, what Jesus said in John chapter 63 is, oh sorry, John 6 in verse 63 um, is based on the context of what he was saying earlier in, from verse 53. In fact, the whole of this chapter when Jesus was teaching here, he was um, teaching about the way and the manner, first of all, the provision of who he is and what he is to men and how they ought to receive him. He called himself, Called himself bread, right? If you go before verse fifty-three, you see living bread, right? Verse fifty-one, he said. Verse fifty, said, "I am the bread which cometh down from heaven." Then verse fifty-three, down began to speak about himself as as flesh and blood. Praise God! And that except you are able to eat the flesh and drink the blood of Jesus, that you have no no life in you. So. Of course, this registered to them as a difficult saying in verse 60. He was saying that many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying, that who can hear it? Praise God. Um, who can hear it? Let me see that verse 15. Praise God, yes. Who can hear it? Um, so the difficulty of these is they didn't have what it took to decode the person of Jesus and to feast on him and to, to eat him. Praise God. We didn't have what it took to do what, decode the person of Jesus and to feast on him. And then Jesus was saying that concerning what I am telling you about, that it is the spirit that quickened. So in response to verse in you know, verse sixty says, Many therefore of disciples, when they heard this, said that this is an hard saying who can hear it. Then verse sixty one says, Jesus knew in himself. That his disciples more, and more that eat. And he said unto them, Does Does this offend you? That is it offensive for me to present myself in this way to you? Praise God. And then concerning this receiving the Lord in this manner, he said that it is the spirit that quickeneth. The spirit, say spirit, is the, the spirit that quickeneth. And the what? The flesh profited nothing. So um, we know that the reason for the spirit, as Jesus is teaching here, is to receive the Son of God, you know, in the book of First John chapter 5, let's see, First John 5. Praise God. First John five, thank you Father. Verse, praise Jesus. Verse five, okay, from verse six, he says that this is he that came by water and blood and even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the who? The, who, the spirit, that what? Beareth witness, because the word The spirit is truth. Praise God that he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and then it is what? The spirit, so you can't separate the coming, the way, how he came. Now, when he speaks of, he's speaking of water here and blood. We know water and blood. Water and blood in Jesus are mixed into his person. That was how it was shown. You know, when he was on the cross, they pierced his side, water and blood came out, right? And so that water and blood has to do with the, the summation. Or what you say? When you say water and blood, water and blood is actually witness. When I say witness, or you can call it, it is the, it's what is carrying the information that Jesus has on the inside of him. Then, although in this place, there is no flesh here. They are not speaking of flesh because flesh um, is actually a construction of the or, or flesh is a derivative of the blood, do you agree with me? Now flesh is what flesh is a derivative of the blood. you cannot have flesh without blood. you must have blood first. The first thing that is formed when a child is being formed, it, it looks the child is actually is actually blood first before flesh begins to emerge it's, so so you 're saying in the in the evolution of 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 what you call manifestation as the in the program or the process of manifestation, you have water so you must receive water and blood first after some time flesh will begin to form, and flesh is derived from the water and the blood so flesh is not missing from this place. flesh is also here so it's clear that what Jesus was teaching in that um, John chapter six is he, he was speaking about the way that he is coming to men and how men must receive him. He was talking to them that he must eat, he must know, he must learn, he must know how to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Praise God. And this wasn't a disciple or someone else talking. This was Jesus himself saying this. Let's read that again. John chapter 6, uh, verse 53 says that, Then Jesus said unto them, that Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and do what? And drink except. Praise God. I love the word accept, means that you accept you do it this way, that you, you praise God, you can't come into what he's speaking about. It's clear that when it's eating and drinking, it has nothing to, it's not getting born again, so you can be a Christian. But if you're a Christian, and you've not eaten the flesh of the Son of Man, And drank his blood, then he said, You have no life in you. Praise God. He said that you have what? You have no life in you, that except you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man, except you eat the flesh and drink his blood, that you have what? No life in you. Means that if he says no life, it means that. There's when it comes to God giving his life to man, that God didn't live any life outside the provision of his son, that you will not find any, any, any way, any means of receiving the life of God Right, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in Him, without believing, it's more than just, um, it's more than uh, praise God. It's more than just a, an emotional response. You know, the the topic of believing—that's something Jesus stayed on in all His teachings. When He will, He would teach and teach, and He would begin to talk about lack of belief. That that was actually the problem that people had, and it's not that they don't have the feeling of believing, it's that believing is actually, is a secret, is a mystery to teach a soul how the program of believing, it would take a lot of education, spiritual enlightenment for the soul. When you say this is now a believer, I say this person has done John 3, 16, that, they now believe on him. Are you seeing that? So, to, to make a Christian, to make a believer, is not a trivial thing. Um, this same subject of believing, if you, let's go back to that 1 John 5 that we are reading. Verse 1, you see how it started, right? It says that whosoever believeth, that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth Him and, and begat loved him, him that begat. Sorry, also loved Him that is begotten of Him. Praise God! And He now came down in verse, um, verse four. He says that for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And then this is the victory that does what. Overcome the world, even our what? Even our faith. So so it, the apostle here is speaking about faith or believing as he calls it a victory. Right? He said that this is the victory, that that this is the victory, what he calls believing. Is the victory that overcometh the world. That if if something is a kind of victory what they are trying to tell you that is there is a battle, there is a war, there is a kind of an accomplishment inside in faith. In, it's not an automatic thing, it's something that the heart must war and the heart must fight. There is, you must fight to, to come into that victory. Praise God. That is a victory that overcometh. it. Do you see that? So what the victory is, is in the process of the power of the victory is in the presence of overcoming. That So what it means here is that faith is actually the power of overcoming. Everything that has to do with overcoming is inside the syllables of what? Of faith. And the victory is... Actually, when the soul has come into exploit of faith, when faith has actually produced, delivered to the soul, what faith was designed to give to the soul, then that soul has come into ownership of this victory. Praise God, and the ultimate um, definition, or manifestation, of this victory, is this state of what he calls being born of God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? Um, so being born of God, so why is born of God, overcome the world, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our fate, praise God. So this fate is clear, is a special fate, we are looking at this last week, am I correct? That this is the fate that is in him, he calls it our fate. It is the faith that is in the son or the faith of the son of God. And it takes such kind of faith to partake. So inside this cause of overcoming and becoming born of God, there is a kind of feasting or eating that is in there. It's a kind of what feasting and a kind of what eating that is in this program of faith. And the feasting and eating is not just pleasurely alone. It is talking about all the warfare that is, there is warfare around provisions when it comes to provisions in the spirit. Praise God. There is what? Warfare around what? Provisions in the spirit. And when you come, at the, you arrive at the table of the Lord in the spirit, and they are able to, you are able to sight and you are able to see that which is prepared in the spirit for the soul to feast on, what you will see is a lot of warfare around the table. Do you get what I'm trying to say? What will you see? You see, you see a lot of you see. There's a food prepared in the spirit for every Christian who's born again, but it's not just easy. Just come and eat. Um, it, where after the way Psalm put it? Right, that he said that he has prepared a table before me, where in the what in the presence of my enemies, glory to God. He, he has prepared what a table what before me where. In the presence of my enemies, then the answer for that for to partake of that table is an anointing. Right? We said I hey, because of this, that's what I call means, that because of the table that's prepared before me, that there has to be something upon me that will help me to do what? To partake. Glory to God It's called the anointing. Then the anointing that's that was anointed my head with oil, that anointed my head with oil, and then now makes my what? My cup, to do what? To run over. Glory to God. So, so there is that, the table, this particular table is not, there are many things that, when you, when you get born again, of course, the first thing you do is eat. Right, there is a food, which you prepare for, a newborn baby who was just born again, that food is actually, is prepared in the mother. In fact, the food is attached to the mother as nature will have it. So there can be, so there won't be a story. There won't be, I forgot the bottle at home. I forgot the milk or there's no milk or nothing. It's, it's with you. And the baby knows that it's there. Glory to God. So that provision of, of feeding that comes from the breast is the opposite of this. It's like the, it's a different kind of thing entirely. That one is a food that is, that is just naturally prepared. Without, that one means without fight, without contention, without war, without cooking, without going to the market, without doing anything. What happened? A table is prepared but it's different from this table. This is a table. And this, to bring in the soul to, to partake of this kind of table is what the shepherding ministry is all about. You know, that's what they were describing in this Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That, that wanting, is not the want for milk. This is want for another kind of food. What kind of food is the kind of food that can make you abide? I'll take the last verse to say that there goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life and I will do what? I will abide, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, milk of the world cannot make you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's not strong enough within your person, within your soul, to war and to fight against all the pools and all the things outside God's house that want to bring you out of the house, that want to cause separation. We know separation is dead. Separation means removal. It means a separation. Glory to God. So this verse six is talking about a state Where the soul will come into, where the soul becomes a possessor of goodness and mercy, surely. Surely means without fail. Praise God. You become a possessor of what? Goodness and mercy, surely. says, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If If you're saying they are following you, it means there's something about you that is a sure attraction for goodness and what? And mercy. This is blessing. This is like a place. Once a person gets here, and that's why what makes such a soul dwell in the house of the Lord forever is because they have cut into a tie with God's God's house. right? You know, this goodness and mercy are actually properties of God's house. That's what you call the goodness of his house. And we know mercy flows from his house too. Praise God. And so if, if goodness and mercy is following you, it means that you can't be separated from it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It means that you can't what? The soul cannot be Separated from the goodness and mercy of God. And this is the definition of salvation. Salvation is bringing the person, or bringing your soul, to a place where you can no longer be separated from goodness. Do you see that? You can't be what? Separated from goodness, you can't be separated from goodness anymore, when goodness has become an inherent property of your soul. So it says, to follow me all the days of my life, and that's a result of feasting and eating at a particular kind or a particular table in the spirit. Now the problem with that table is that it's kept somewhere now. How, what will make believers leave food like milk that is easy to get and see a table prepared in the midst of enemies and embark on the journey for that table? And so this poses the problem that Jesus was talking about And we began to see when Jesus came on the scene that Jesus is this, you say he's nice and all that, but Jesus is not easy to receive. He's not very easy to do what? To receive. That receiving of him, praise God, is not very easy. He said he came into the world, the world knew him not. He came to his own. His own received him not but as many as John chapter 1 right as many as many as who are able to receive him to them gave he power to become who the sons of god and who are they that is are even them that believe on his name glory to god Amen. so who are those people who believe on his name they are those who have That belief is talking about the belief, the kind of belief that is able to empower the soul to receive Jesus. Amen. Amen. Believing that can empower the soul to do what? To receive Jesus. That if a soul can do that, a soul has it means that it's a sign that you have fought a battle and you have a victory. Or do you see that? Is a victory. So when they want to make you a partaker of this table, which is has been set in the presence of your enemies, they have to give you something. They will give you a fate. They will say, "Take inside this fate is your victory, Amen. right? It, the victory which you will, which you will need to overcome all the enemies that you see in that." Praise God. Hallelujah. There's something about. Um, there's something about about meat, right? Normally how you get meat, you must go into, you have to go into the the wild, hunting, what you call hunting, is right? different from drinking milk. When it, you have grown to a specific point, you have to be able to go into the, the wild, right, to go and to, you must be able to fight with the enemies of man there and do some kind of warfare to steal meat from them. To take every hunter who goes into the wild to take meat, you you yourself you are a meat <laughs> to things that exist in that place. Am I correct? Yes, so when you see an a hunter going to get meat, or they they have to go with the, the, when you say hunter getting ready to go and get meat, you think they are going to war. The hunter, both the hunter and he is going to fight war. They dress the same way, with the same kind of weapons, because he is going to to get meat from a table that is in the presence of enemies. So, so the summary of my message: What I'm just trying to tell you now is, you have to have a consciousness of food that is surrounded by enemies. Do you get that? You have to have, there is a kind of, um, it is a strength of heart that as a Christian, and that's why you drank milk, is to help your heart to get strong, to get ready, to begin to, to eat food that is a dividend of some kind of war or some kind of victory. And this is where you tell, you separate babies from those who are growing up, who are becoming children, is that babies, they don't, they heart fail anytime you mention that kind of feeling. Like, oh, we have to do work, we have to fight to eat. The baby is not interested in fighting to eat. In fact, anything that has to do with difficulty in eating, the baby will lose interest. If you make it difficult, I'm not going to eat. After some time, you can start begging the baby, please, can you eat? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You understand what I mean? If, it, and this happened a lot, two of my daughters, they just refused to drink milk directly from the breast for some reason. They, they it had to be, you know, either it's pumped out a little, you know, Zera did that one. Or ever, she just refused anything. She just I just want very easily put it in. <laughs> you understand what I mean? That fight of sucking it can even be hard for the baby. The baby can say it's too much work. I don't want that. Just make it very, let it be dropping in my mouth. <laughs> and if the ones that get angry, they will cry, they won't eat. So you see, that's one of the characteristics of a baby. Who is a baby? A baby is somebody who, in whom there's no configuration of the concept of making warfare for food. Of enduring difficulty, enduring what hardship, enduring challenges in order to feed, in order to eat. That's what makes you a baby. If you cannot fight for food, you are a baby. That's the sign of a baby. So, so babies, you don't need spiritual wickedness to deal with them. You don't need principality and power. You don't need, just send, just send small demons who can construct some difficulty. Just, just make it a little bit, not, don't make it seem too nice. The baby is sad and the baby can go and say, I'm not eating anymore. And that's why pastors have to be able to deal with babies. You have to be able to beg them, say I'm sorry, please forgive me. I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean to offend you. I didn't mean to please don't cry anymore. You understand what I mean? Here is your milk. (laughs) That is, um, there's a provision for that, right? Uh, Like Paul said, when I came, I couldn't feed you with milk, with, with meat, sorry. Like onto spiritual. So I brethren 1 Corinthians 3, I brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For either two, you were not able to do what? To bear it, neither yet are ye now able. So it's of course bearing meat here, it's not even it's not just all about even can you tear the meat down, can you chew it? It's more of can you even do you have what it takes to, for, to, to, to take the voyage? Mm. Amen. Yeah. To take the what? The to take the voyage or to take the, the trip, mm. to take the journey and to fight the war that's required for, to bring that food. Mm. Now, in the spirit... When they say feeding at the level of meat, um, it's not like there is, of course, the table is prepared, but there's something about location in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Where they, so when you say a table has been prepared for you, it doesn't mean that they put it right in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's not the job of ministers of the gospel in the order of the revelation of the Son of God or in the order of word of righteousness, right? So that's why souls who come into these seasons of the oracles of God, that has to do with the the feast of the meat, but have not been conditioned to the way of eating of meat can get offended and the offense is because it's not dropping inside my mouth directly. Praise God. And you see, that's what Isaiah chapter 20, 28 was teaching that um, when the, to open up the season of, of whom shall he teach knowledge, whom will he cause to understand doctrine, there are two things there. It's not just about winning from the milk, that's one aspect. You must also draw from the breasts. So if you wean from milk, but you, you don't draw from the breast, you've left the child in a kind of limbo. Amen. Can we turn on this light, please? The, you've left the child in a kind of limbo. Do you understand what I mean by limbo? You put them in a place where you took their milk, but you've not con- reconfigured them with the heart, that can do what? Eat the meat. So uh, a child that is not drawn from the breast is someone who still expects the food to land in their mouth. Means that you, uh, so what they call drawn from the breast means you, sh- you cut the, the glue that the soul has to the location of feeding that, that, that place of feeding where attachment to the point where the food is right, if a child has not been drawn from the breast, the child will not understand the concept of making journey to feed, and a, the concept of fighting battle, overcoming challenges for to come into feeding. Are you understanding me Praise Jesus. Glory to God. You know, even concerning, you know, Jesus spoke about when he was speaking of himself as a good shepherd. So I'm the good shepherd and all of that. And he said, if anyone enter in by me into the sheepfold, where is that place? Then, John 10 verse 11, I'm the good shepherd. Then he says, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, Praise God. Verse 12, it says, but he that is an hireling and not a shepherd whose own the sheep are not. Sear the wolf coming and leave her the sheep. Let me just open it in my, in my own Bible. <clears throat> Praise God. Let's go up to verse 7, the door. He said, and Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you that I am the door of the sheep. So, so he, he is a shepherd. That's not all he is. He's is also the door of the sheep. Amen. Amen. He said, I am the what? The I am the door of the sheep. And all that came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So the word door means... I, I am the one who controls the passage, the movement of the sheep. I am the, I'm the authority behind moving the sheep. Moving the sheep in and out. When you say what you call the door of the sheep, is The door of the sheep, Is it controls, it restricts, regulates in and out movement. In and out movement. So that in and out movement of the sheep has to do with the migration of the sheep, the moving of the sheep for the purpose of pasture. And Jesus said that all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. He said, by me, if any man enter in, so if anybody can enter into the fold through me, then he shall be saved. Then he shall then begin to go in and what? And out and do what? And find pasture. That is the the way of the sheep. Say sheep. Sheep, so Jesus, is when he says sheep here, um, Jesus, he's the, saying, I am the door. You know, he said, I am the door. He's speaking first about the door. Then in, he now began to, in verse 11, say, I am the good shepherd. There are two different things that Jesus is teaching about here. Jesus' operation as the, the shepherd is not he, the same operation as being as the door. Do you get me? His, um, his dealings or his operation, his walk towards the sheep as the shepherd is, is, way, is more robust. There are many things about that job as a shepherd. He has his own ministry, towards in the in among the fold there will be those who will be very tiny lambs there then you have some will be sheep now he is a shepherd to all of them he's a shepherd to the little lambs and the sheep do you see that but one thing you know of, of course uh, that's very obvious about the lambs is that The lamb, the lamb don't go in and out and to find pasture. So, to the lamb, he's not a door. Do you see that? What did I say? To the lamb, he's not a door. The lamb doesn't know anything about, forget door to what? He's not even thinking about door pasture, going in and going out. It's not a concept to a lamb. The lamb is still sucking. The lamb is still glued to the breast. Do you get what I'm saying? If the lamb is a babe. So it's enjoying shepherding ministry at a particular what level. Amen. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Now, but Jesus, when speaking about the sheep or being a door, he's very specific. He didn't say, "I am the door to the entire fold." He said, "I am the door of the sheep." Do you agree with me? He said, "I am the door of what? I am the door." That, that was verse verse nine. Then verse seven, he said, "I am the door of who?" Of the sheep. So it's clear who are the sheep? The sheep are those who have been weaned from milk and those who have been drawn from the breast. They have been weaned from milk and drawn from the, the breast. Once you're drawing them from the breast and weaning them from milk, you are telling them it's now time for you to enter into the fold. Do you see that? So a lamb is not part of the fold. There is no, Don't talk about fold to baby. Baby doesn't understand, can't conceptualize the concept of flocking. A little lamb has, doesn't have the, the ability to flock. The little lamb doesn't have the, the, the skill, the wisdom, the awareness. The, the little lamb is still drawn to the breast of his mother. Everything must be brought to him or her where the lamb is. Praise God. But when the lamb is becoming a sheep, you see, it means that you've, there's some kind of stature. That's why he said, who enter in are men. Right, he said that verse nine, that I am the door that by me if any man enter. Do you see that? If any word man, the word man is not male or female. Man just means that it's not a baby, right? The word man there can also include child. Do you know that? Right. A child is is a kind is a man. Once you have a child, you can say a young man. Young man is a young child. Can be a young child means that it's not yet a perfect man. Right? He's not yet. Who's the perfect man is Christ. Right? The word man just means someone who has begun the curriculum of development. Man implies there is some kind of, you have begun the process of development of stature. Do you see that? So there is a point where a man will enter into the fold right but he must enter through the who through the door do you see that who is the door jesus said so that, that i am the door that if by me any man enter in that he shall be saved and when he is saved that he shall then what go in and out and he will what it will find pasture. It will go in and out. So, so you can tell that without going in and out, you can't find pasture. Is a criteria for pasture for the sheep. If a sheep say, say it's time to go out now, sheep will say, I'm not going. No, you will stay. And you won't, you will, that sheep will die of starvation because you are no longer... You're no longer, um, you're no longer, milk can no longer give you what you need. And that happens, you know, that happens even to Christians. Like if a Christian is a baby, they are supposed to go into maturity at a phase when they are supposed to set into, they are supposed to enter into the sheepfold if they're not entered, the moment you get to that season when you're supposed to enter the sheepfold and you don't enter, death begins to set in. Degeneration begins to set in. That happens to every Christian. There's a season, I don't know, it's not grace period, but if you can use that sense. There's a season when you are designed, you are meant to be taking just milk. Once you get born again, they will surround you with all the provisions of milk. You're surrounded with the breast of God. Everything will be there. Then there comes a time when milk has helped you to a particular point where you're supposed to gain that kind of strength, stamina, coming to another place where you begin to receive other kind of food that can take care of certain kind of needs in you. There are some things that milk just will not do. That milk just will not what? Do. Praise God. As your soul is growing, you are supposed to get to a point where you begin to develop certain strength, a kind of strength to to withstand um, all manner of um. Well, the Bible calls them winds, and that word for winds are also wiles, wiles of the devil, or you can call it winds of doctrine. Right? That you be no more children, tossed to and fro by what every word wins. So, children are tossed to and fro by winds of doctrine. You see that, but winds of doctrine don't. Toss baby to and fro. They blow babies away. So to and fro means you are still shaky, but you can still find you there. You are not stable yet, right? The Bible James speaks about such a state. Is a state of a type of a man, but is a double-minded man. He's not a baby. He's a man, but he's still, is still, is double-minded. So means, double-minded means you can still be tossed toward, to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And he said that, how you tell a double-minded man he's unstable in all his ways. So what characterizes a child is instability of ways. Right? When the ways have not become stable in the spirit, means that is that is still the child is still in the training right it means you are, your your ways have not been established praise god when your ways have not yet you know that's one of the 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 walk of the lord is to establish your ways to establish your going forth and your coming in amen, amen. to establish your word to establish your going forth and your coming in, to establish your ways, is the purpose of the dealing with the Lord. Amen. Yeah. But a man who is double-minded is, now what, what, sh, what makes um, childishness show uh, is when winds of doctrine come, right? Uh, when the wind of doctrine, I means doctrine are winds, doctrine is spirit. Doctrine is not precept here. You can, you can find a child who always scores 100% in the test of precepts, right? But you can't tell really who a child is by what they know in terms of the precept. You can test a child on the precept and they score 100%. They know everything. But when you open them, give some exposure to winds, right? Wind means spirit, just expose the soul to spirit. Wind, will be, you begin to see instability, right? That's how you tell a child. When winds come, Yeah, and wind come from time to time, you know that. Sometimes the Lord will just permit winds to flow. Wind can flow through the, flo- the flock, through the fold. If, if a, a pastor senses when the wind is blowing, and sometimes, you know, it's not every wind you pray away. You try. God will say, "This one is not prayer. This is a wind. Let's. This is a, a wind time. <laughs> we can permit so that, and it's so that you can know who is unstable among your sheep. You so when a certain wind can flow, you by the level of shaking. Some will shake like they're about to fall off. You know that like, ah, this one is not. We need to make sure there's a wedge around this one, otherwise then those who have who have been established more won't shake too much, they will just shake a little bit. They know okay, this one is trying, this one is trying, but there's more work to do still. Praise God. Winds of doctrine. Doctrine, like I said, is not precept, right? Do you agree with me? Doctrine may just mean the form. That can that is that is born by person. Do you get what I mean? That's, do you understand me? The form of the of the form of in uh, in in Isaiah 28. Praise God, Isaiah 28, where he spoke about those two things. In say, whom shall he teach knowledge? Right? Then whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Right, and as daddy has taught us that knowledge here means precepts. That you need to teach precepts. But doctrine is different, that doctrine is spirit. If you, I think there's a translation, I don't know if it's New King James or something, that translates doctrine as, is it message? Can you check, what does New King James say? Does, it, does New King James say message as well? So doctrine. What does it say? Message. Ah, the message, <laughs> right, that's new. and actually, if you look at the meaning of this word, doctrine, in the the Hebrew word used, it means act, it's message. Mm-hmm. So, so they are they are separating difference between knowledge and message right the word message what the word angel comes from right so so knowledge can be on paper but but not message knowledge can be represented in an inanimate way inanimate means without spirit is a representation without spirit you get what i mean that can be knowledge. It's just, God can put his knowledge everywhere on trees. Everything can be talking about him. That's knowledge. But a tree can be a message. Message is another form. It's, a form. It's, a, it's spirit. Message means that which is the form of it that is born by an entity. So message is spirit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Or is the form of it which comes, which you can't just send, which you can't post, which must come by a messenger. That's another way to understand spirit or to understand what we, we call doctrine, ways, spirit, grace, all those things. What's the difference between them and precept? Precept can be represented in inanimate ways. If God can, can Find ways to put precepts around you, to bring precepts to you. But when it comes to communication of ways, ways or grace or spirit, he must, he must find an entity, a messenger. God must find a messenger. Who messenger means someone who can carry an embody spirit. right? So doctrine comes by spirit. Or, oh, sorry, by messengers, directly by messengers. Messengers are persons who are able, amen, to bring spirit. Glory to God. <laughs> are you understanding me? Yes, are you sure? Yes, um, why, now, why, why is it that spirit can only be carried by, by a messenger? It's because of what spirit entails. The, what is within the spirit. Of a thing is more than just detail, information. What we call, there are many things inside spirit, is a communication of manner, the hows of it. Do you understand me? Say how. how. For everything you know, there's a how. You understand what I mean? You know the tabernacle, there's a how. You can draw the tabernacle. Tell me everything in the tabernacle, in the sanctuary. But do you know the how of those things? The when I say how, how means usage. Do you understand what I mean? It's, and the usage is defined according. Sorry. It, so, are you raising your hand? You have a question. Thank you. I love question. What's your question? Praise God. Yes, ma. Uh huh. Has to do with messenger. Yes. Um, is it related to understanding of a thing, as in the intention of its creation, the vision behind its purpose? Like I just because you said um, doctrine come by messengers. Yes. Is it then to say that the messengers bring about the understanding of the message or the purpose of that message? I'm, uh, that's how I caught it. I'm just trying to link it in my for my it, yes, own understanding. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that question. God bless you. My sister, what's your name please? Cynthia sir. Cynthia, thank you so much for Thank you for being bold to ask. You know, most people are not that bold to ask questions. Amen. So um so you say so what you said is correct. Is correct, right? When he says to make understand. So but this what you have to notice that when it comes to message, the understanding of a message, um, there's a sense in which you can say precept or knowledge can be understood too, right? But it's understanding in a, a, a kind of way, right? It's understanding of principles. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what we call the understanding of what principle, But. But understanding a principle is not really understanding. Right? So it's not so. It's not really understanding. It's a kind of knowledge. You know something. But it's not really. The reason why it's not really understanding is because at the end of the day, you can't stand on it. Right? It's not enough. It's not robust enough for you to stand on. Right? But what it calls message here is... How you receive a message in the spirit is, is your, the way, the messengers, let's, okay, let's see who are messengers. It, messengers are angels, right? But we know that even in the study of angels, they are, they are, there's a particular way the Bible makes us know that it's not all who we call angels who are really angels of God. When it comes to those who God Himself see as angels, those when He made them of a particular quality, he says, "Who maketh his angels, spirits." He has to make them a setting frame called spirit, and his ministers in what? a flaming fire. So you see angel, one cater, minister, another cater. You say a minister is no angel. Yeah, they are some type of angel, but really, their main job is for has to do more about the realm where they are in than God Himself, right? God is this way. God is sitting somewhere. Then He put ministry before Him, right? The word ministry has to do with that which which raises the standard of all the things that must be accomplished before you get to him. Yes, are you seeing that? So, so these ministers who are seraphim, you can also call them angel, but don't, you don't call them angel of God, call them angel of ministry. Or angels, so they can bear away in the, mes- the message of the ministry which they bear. Amen, but what he called his angel, his angels, are those who are his messengers? So, those who are able to, that when they come, and if you are able to have access to the person of what they have made into, that you have actually tapped into his message. That's what really, what the you call understanding really, what understanding really means in the spirit. Understanding means, the, the understanding means. The receiving of truth. Yes. Right? Understanding means what? Yes. If you want to say, what is really truth? Truth means exactness. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Is That's it to do with exactness. So, a, an angel is a bringer of, an, of exactness. Do you see that? Another way to to see it is that an angel is a communicator of image. Right? What the real im or what you can call it likeness. Likeness is the real word. Right? But the New Testament calls it image in Hebrews chapter one. But Old Testament in Genesis one calls it likeness. Means it's not just a shade. Right? It's very clear that precepts is a shade. A shade means it's reflecting something. It's like a kind of reflection of something. A shadow of something. That's precept. But it's not the very image of the thing. So it's clear that when if, when precept visits you, knowledge has visited you. But when you precept, you receive precept, you've not really received what the Bible is calling the message. It's like, Like when we look at the when daddy was here we looked at the two words in Genesis chapter 1 right what he calls image and then likeness what we saw at image is that image means shade shadow when you look at the Hebrew so it means that you can see if you cast a light a very good light behind me you can see an image of me or a kind of a shadow of me and that can give you an idea of my outline there are many things you can infer from that right or, let's say you take a picture of me, and you look at it on the phone. That is a representation, and that's what I'm looking for. So, what it calls knowledge, or what Genesis called image, is called, is called representation. It's like a shade, a shadow. It gives a kind of hint of what it is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, but seeing my image is different from seeing me. Yes. Right. What Genesis called likeness is talking about the full full because the difference between my image and me is that the image has is correct. You can tell you details. This is what his eye looks like. His nose looks like. His information, good inf- information, but that does not, it's not animate. It doesn't have my spirit in it. It will, it will be limited. <laughs> That's why you can't just take the image and go with it. You won't know too much about me if you take that. You will know some things, but not too much. Right, but when you now receive when, if there's a way to bring a representation. Now do you know that, let me give you an example. I want to, they want me to come somewhere. I'm not able to come. Do you know that? Do you know that? Sending my wife there would be more useful to them than sending my picture to them. Even though my exact picture, I can take front view, side view, everything, off view, area view, bottom view, 360. Or even make a video of myself, which is still images put together. And I, I just make a video of myself. And then, but in that video, I'm not talking. I'm not because, when I'm talking I'm not invoking my spirit. Yes. It's my spirit that is releasing, You get what I'm saying. I'm not bringing any information about my spirit. I'm just bringing some kind of shade about me. I send it, they're nice, this is what it looks like, but you have not, maybe they have questions for me, they want to interact with me. Maybe they want to let my mind bring forth a kind of solution or something like that. But instead of doing that, I might not send that, But I can send my wife. And then when when my wife gets there, and they begin to talk to her, she can tap into my spirit. Uh, And how will she tap into it? She will reach into portions of message of me in her, which is, she has fellowship with my spirit, she knows my mind, she knows how I think, she knows, she she has caught a portion of me in an animated way inside of her that she can query and it can bring forth. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. So in that case, if I, sending a picture or video to them is not a message. But my wife is a carrier of a message. She's like an angel of me. Amen. Are you understand? <laughs> now what makes her an angel of me? She's, carrier, she's a carrier of not just knowledge, Right or let me put it in a different way. Let's say they said, okay, these are the things we need to answer to. If, let's say I even write them out and say, I believe you want answer to this question. This, this is what I will do. This is what I will do. This is what I will do. And I send it to them. It still, not, might not still be the same thing as sending my wife. Because my wife can respond on the spur of the moment. That's why spirit that's the reason why he made his angels spirit Right? Who make his angels? What? Spirit? He make his angels spirit. Yeah. Now then the chapter before this explain this thing, really, what are the, the property that actually make them spirit? In Psalm 103, verse 20, he says, "Blessed the Lord." You, his word, his angel, his messenger, that excel in strength, that do his word. The, the word. That word commandment there is very, very deep. It's not just that, because all the angels in heaven do his commandment in terms of at their different level. The things that they sense God wants them to do, they do them. They don't disobey. The ones who disobey, God drove them out. So they do is what, what they call his commandment. They're talking about the commandment here. Are they talking about his inward will? They are privy to his what his inward will. But it's called commandment here because they carry it in a non-negotiable fashion, right? That, that it's, it is a will in God, but to them is a commandment. Every when they see it, they see. And that's their power. Now for you, not everything you see in God is here as commandment. So even if they shout and say, this is my commandment, some of us might still, the way it will decode to you is that God just suggested something to me. And it will show in how you, how you carry it out, how you behave it, around it. Some of, a lot of us, the messages we hear, we don't receive it as commandment, we receive it as, okay, is that thing that they said, or is is that thing that the Holy Ghost revealed the other time? And how we know it's not is that it's not a commandment to you that it's not binding to you. That the moment you can can't leave it there and be doing your own thing, it means that it doesn't register in your person as a commandment. But these beings are so strong, and that is their strength. Their strength is. The, uh, is, to, is the ability to hold every insight they have into God as a commandment. It's actually a strength of nature. That's what makes them messengers. When you say this is an angel from the third heaven, it means that anything you see in them is exact. It's because of the strength of their nature now, man has been so weakened, we don't have such strength like that. Even when a preacher is coming to preach, you, you, won't, you, you, might, you might take the grace of God to believe him. Yes, when a, a prophet, prophet this God said to me, God spoke to me, and all that. Christians are skeptical. <laughs> that, <laughs> the Holy Ghost has moved everything, but they are still... <laughs> they are still one. is it really God? You what, why? Because they know that this is a man, that this man is still a man, means there are still weakness there, that there is still a chance that this is not a really, really what God said. Because you know the frame, the vessel, is, is not really this order of messenger. Well, if you see a messenger from this realm, when they say, does it, whatever they say, whatever, whatever comes out of them, it's sure because of a strength in their nature. Right that all the perceive of God is a commandment, it's settled in them. They don't, they don't have the ability for nuance when it comes to the will of God. They see Him a certain way. There's a bind between their nature. Glory to God. So he said they excel in strength. Do his commandment. They do what? and Hacking is more than just hearing. It's a kind of <laughs> Is a, is a is is a powerful way of hearing. Hearkening is not just hearing. Hearkening is, is a hearing that includes agreement, decision, covenant, all manner of things at the same time. As they are hearing. The, no, there's no gap between oh we are thinking about it. Mm. That does it align with that other verse and that other thing? How oh, it is the way you know, those, you know that space we give, yes, and some of us in that space we never come out from there. Some of how many things as God said I enter into that world of yes. consideration and never you never <laughs> you never summarize. Amen. Yes, so, but this ones they they are harking us. There is no time, no waste of time. When the voice comes, it's published. Immediately, God speaks. It's, it's settled in them. They have the ability to carry settlement of God's word. You understand what I'm saying? That's just a bit of description of who an angel is. Praise God. So, and that's also what you call spirit. So God said he made his angels Spirits. Spirits. So who is a spirit? A spirit is a bearer of doctrine. Do you understand? You can never find a spirit of this category who is not a bearer of word Of doctrine. Amen. Does that make sense to you? So you now see understanding meaning something different. Right, that we're not talking about understanding it. Let's go back quickly to that 28 of Isaiah. So he says, Who shall he teach knowledge? And then whom shall he make to do what? To understand doctrine that is, them that are what? Weaned from the milk and then drawn from the breast. So you see, weaning from milk can be done via in the process of giving of knowledge. Right? Winning from milk can be done with what? Through actually how the win a person from milk is through knowledge can help you. To win means you're changing the meal. You're you actually changing the, the knowledge, the content of what is being said to them. What it means is that you open up another oracle, right, and let another oracle begin to speak. Praise God. That will begin to speak things that pertain to the meat of the world. But to draw from the breast, you can't draw a person from the breast through precepts. Or just knowledge alone is not enough to draw a person from the breast because to be, for someone to be drawn from the breast is to give up the idea of being fed without fighting. Or when I will say fighting, I'll say some kind of work. Right some kind of labor, I would call it labor, some kind of some kind of warfare. Right? Warfare, eating without warfare. When a person a child says, Okay, I now understand that food will not come to me where I am every time, that there's now a warfare associated with eating to bring that kind of resolve inside a person. Just knowledge is not able to do that. God. You need some import of spirit. Do you see that? Some kind of what of spirit is teaching. Said I will teach my hands to war, fingers to battle. Is that teaching? When you're teaching somebody to war, you're not teaching them. Nobody learns how to war with precepts and knowledge. War is not that kind of thing. Right. When you are, because every warfare, every minute in warfare is a different question. The question that the, the battleground asked of you last second is different from the one he's asking right now. Is a warfare is a place of swift. Change. picture is changing per second. Am I lying to you? Do <laughs> you know that warfare is a dance, right? Yes. Have you seen someone uh, fighting? I mean, martial. Let's, let's, say it's, let's say it's not. You know all this gun thing? That is, those are cheating, man. That's not like... Those are like our developed mind. Trim bomb. Imagine trim. very weakly can throw bomb, right? And run away. So that means your military prowess of having bomb, nuclear, nuclear bomb. That was the weakest thing man ever produced, uh, right? In terms of weakness, is nothing showed the weakness, manifested the weakness of mankind more than the development of the nuclear bomb. That is, is a testimony that man, man has fallen. Man is gone. It means that. As a whole civilization, we don't have any other means to solve our difficult differences than creating something like that that can wipe away an entire continent. You get what I mean? That's like it's a manifestation of weakness, not strength. Although, the way we think in the world, those who have it are the superpowers, but no, they are the weaklings. You, you get what I'm saying? Praise God. So I'm not talking of trim, but I mean, martial warfare, that's the real kind of war. That's the Bible type of war. You get? So when you see a warrior in the scripture, respect them, it's not, they were not shooting AK-47. You know, AK-47, one man can kill masses by that. We have weapons of mass destruction now. But in the Bible time, we had men of mass destruction. Right? (laughs) Like the mighty men of David, Have you read of those guys <laughs> men of what mass mass destruction means that there are things that those guys knew about battle that we don't even know now. In terms of developing strength, skill, all of those things, by the spirit, you know, when when spirit trains a man, what he can begin to do with his body, right? That's why you see martial arts is the property of the Eastern world. All the West, all we know is how to use guns and all those things, but like real martial art is the Eastern, the, the Oriental world. Those people, those are the guys who, they, because they, they don't just use warfare or battling, they see it as, they, they know that you can tap into the spirit to train the physical body, the outward man. The spirits can train the outward man on how to do battle. Some things they do defies even physics. You see a guy with his palm breaking block. How is he doing it? He don't know there are some things about those things. <laughs> they don't have to use their body to channel maximum strength, impact, to you know what I mean? praise praise God so all I'm just trying to show you is that when it comes to this thing about battle right war it's it's a kind of it is it is spirit right it is spirit when you go to in the military training of soldiers it's not you know there's a tactical side teach them tactics in the battle what do you do Right, if you get in such a terrain, how do you hide yourself? You no, know, there's also blackboard and but that's not what produces a soldier. What produces a soldier is transfer of spirit. If you go into the Thank you Jesus, Cremonofrias, Ferrano, Cario Sivrano, Namasiano, Tefano, Latosia, Fresto, Lamiano, Lamania Fano, Ferrano, 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 Caliosano, Seno, Senona, Seriona. Sariona, Sereona, 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 Ramahonio, Feradeata, Faradeata, Carion, Carriosa, Carriosa, Kamiosa, camiosa, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Foner had fun 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 fun, fun of Flano. the Lord say to you that, do you although we, we are, you are in the flesh, you live in the flesh, but do not war after the flesh. Do not, do not war after the flesh. Rather, war after the spirit. For your, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, say the Lord, but they are mighty through God. Mighty, mighty weapons in the spirit to fight against all your enemies. Amen. Casting down imaginations. <laughs> the Lord is saying that I will begin to help you to, to Come into sensitivity of warring after the Spirit. Amen. 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 Warring, warring, warring after the Spirit. Warring after the Spirit. Echiriasa, Efriano, Tafrieno, Efrienso, Efriansia, Elementota, Aliontia. Ella till honter, ella till honter. on, till en, till ai, till en, till ano, till ano, till ano, till spano, Spone, spanien, spanien, spanien. Sponny hen, sponny hen, sponny hen, sponny hen, sponny hen, sponny hen, I patona, da da li kai Every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought, every <speaking in language> right thought, every right thought, every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought thought, 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 every thought, thought, to thought, 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 Sight I eyes, sight I hoise eyes, sight in a eyes, sight I eyes, sight your eyes, sight even eyes, sight here and eyes, on sight in the joy sight, my sight on sight, sight on sight, fell sight, fell sight, she joyed, she don't Calados, Lepano tios, fano tiam toin. Thank you. Segera Navar, lavehissai, tlendon, flant, epacton, blekait, kaskon, tai, kaprik, tieven, tukrestiakai, erbond abratiait, brast, tamuhan, temihon, temihon. Stibaradondis, Fresto Tudia, Creator, Breakyide, Great Kite, Breakyide, host. Thank you. Shedonona. an honor. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory. La Sata, Loria, eterna. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Mm, they have it all. Yes, though. yes i thank you father mm. is gone, <clears throat> I just, I saw like a spiritual vision just now um, as the, um, the tongues started, uh, a vision, spiritual vision means I, I saw it inside, not physically, not uh, in an open way. I saw a spirit. The Lord is the spirit who the Lord is judging now. Praise God. The spirit is an is an enemy. It is an enemy of of access into the spirit. An enemy of access into the spirit um, is what I saw was the enemy. This spirit hides; is an elusive spirit. Um, its power is in being the be ability to stay, to find the right place to stay in the conversation of a person that he knows is uh, is a, a spirit that that is very very close but very tall and he he has the the power I believe for, by the devil to take the thought realm, captive. Mm. Do you get what I mean? This thing that this verse is speaking about here. To take what? The thought, everything about it can just, that spirit can be with the person and just anything about his thought world, Mm. to take it captive. So, captivity means you, you can't, you can't the, the thoughts are beyond you. Mm, some of us, the thoughts we think, we don't, we don't have mastery over our thought realm. Because thoughts have, the realm of thoughts have been taken captive. Now, if your thought realm, your thoughts have been taken captive You can't cross over. You cannot move into the spirit because men are driven by their thoughts. And your thoughts become ways in you. Right? But the the only way you can escape your ways are fresh thoughts that will chart fresh ways. Fresh thought that so when that the way that spirit operates is that it can take anything, anything captive, if it's not judged, if it's not seen, and you know the way you judge a spirit is you see them. When you are once able to see that spirit, you are you are equipped because you do the weapons of our warfare they're actually mighty in God, right? But for the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imaginations, high things that exalt themselves, where. Against, They exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. So this spirit, now I saw, I just saw, is a a spirit, it's not a demon. (laughs) It's not a demon. So when I say I saw the spirit, it's not an image. It's actually a kind of an operation. In other words, I saw what the spirit does. I saw what the spirit does. It's like a vision just played out. And I saw, Wow. That, that this spirit, you can come to a meeting, it knows all every, no, no thought escapes that spirit. It knows all the thoughts you have gathered. And then once the meeting wraps up, Bible closed, it takes them captive. It takes the, it can, it can, it can capture thought, no thought that has been delivered to a person. It can capture them and lock them up. And it controls what kind of thought you assess. So, and it, and the spirit. Sometimes there are some thoughts you find difficulty. If this kind of spirit is in operation, you find out that you only are able to access certain thoughts in an anointed atmosphere, anointed and maybe someone else who can who has judgment against that spirit in them, who is anointed against that spirit. That spirit cannot stand when so maybe a minister of the gospel, right? and that spirit knows, he knows bringer of thoughts, he knows them, so, and when such ministry is in operation, that spirit cannot stand, amen. amen, if there is enough anointing, you understand what I mean, thoughts will flow, but when that anointing is not there, the spirit can also can keep those thoughts, means you might, you might not be able to access them, they might not be able to flow. You get what I'm saying? And then he's able to, it's just the is a spirit concerning the thought realm. Uh, right, to to make, is to create, make sure that there is no freedom in in the thought realm. And that is a great handicap to anybody who's trying to be spiritual by revelation, because it's through meditation, through fellowship with thoughts of the spirit. Through fellowship with the right thoughts, that's how you, you, you change. After some time, the thoughts will become ways. It's through time of fellowshipping with thoughts, right, that those thoughts are gets established as ways within you, amen. So I see that spirit is able to do that and, and, and keep that realm of thought in, in its control. It's like a kind of captivity. And he sets up like blocks, limitations, right? Against fellowship with God's knowledge. But the Lord is is judging that spirit Because it takes what he calls here the obedience of Christ. He said, bringing every thought into what? Captivity. So, how you judge that spirit is that you also be empowered to take thoughts captive. Do you get what I mean? You should be empowered to do what? It means that every thought that the Lord gives to you should come into your captivity. You, you, you possess it, it, doesn't, it can't run away, it can't escape. These are the kind of weapons. So it takes this kind of weapon to, to be a constant, it must be, the soul must be armed with such things, to be a constant visitor, not visitor, but in fact to be a constant, um, to, to have a seat, at the table that is prepared. When we say, in the presence of your enemies, these are the kind of enemies. And I told you, what I saw is an operation, so I don't know if it's one spirit or if there are many. Likely there are many. It can be a a league of spirit who function to do this job in the lives of of souls. There are many things that fight and militate against people who are, who want, who are, Trying to excel in the sheepfold, right? Which how do you know a sheep is excelling? Nothing is stopping them. They're able to go in and out, finding pasture every day, like we just read in the book of John chapter ten. They go in and out via the door of the sheep, and they find what they find pasture. Now, so one of these, and there are many enemies that stop such thing. But this one I'm describing is a particular one. Is a particular one that the Lord has to judge. You get? The Lord has to judge it. Uh, when the Lord is judging it, it means that He's raising your sensitivity, your eyes, right? That's how you get delivered from His Spirit. When you see their operation, you look at their operation very well. The Lord has empowered your heart to see their operation. You know, it's not easy to see His Spirit. It's not seeing knowledge or doctrine. You are seeing a way of operating. They will give you wisdom to know how that spirit, you know how they, they go about taking your thought and stirring your thought. Once you see that operation, your, your heart begins to develop defense against it yeah. through wisdom. You understand? Through wisdom, you again, the, the Lord will teach your hands to war, your fingers to do battle against such a spirit. Amen. Amen. So it's clear that bringing thought into captivity is for the purpose of obedience. If you can't take thoughts captive, you can't obey them. Or that thought cannot bring forth obedience. Because to go from thought to obedience, when you say, I'm not talking of obedience of doing something, I mean obedience of nature. What Paul called obedience of faith is a nature of obedience which is actually spirit. This obedience is a spirit, right? It's when you have—I'm not saying doing something—is when your person is in obedience to that thing, to that message which is being brought. You understand what I mean? Praise God! Is it configure oh, you the, the Lord wants to help soul fall into obedience, Amen. right? To, to, to move into a place where I know you can't carry out obedience, right? Without, um, without, praise God, without coming into the Spirit, the Spirit, praise God, say Spirit, spirit. without coming into the Spirit of. The thought, right, that is describing that thing which ought to be obeyed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, so it's clear that there's a sensitivity about um, warfare, which. Every sheep, if you are a sheep, you must have that kind of sensitivity about warfare. And then you have to be able to see the field of war, right, in the spirit, to just see the field of war and, that, and come to a place where those, those enemies are no longer invisible. Imagine fighting an invisible battle, you don't even know there's a war. Right. and they, they, they prepare a the table before you in the presence of your enemies. You don't even know you have enemies. What will happen is that those enemies will be taking your food every day. It's not that the Lord is not bringing food. It's just that there are spirits who are anointed to take what? Food. The table where you should eat from, they go there, and they take things from. It's not to eat it. They won't eat it. <laughs> they just take them captive. They take, they, 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 re, they remove things that are meant for the feeding of the soul. So there is a skill of warfare for eating, which is part of the skill. It's part of the curriculum of the school of the spirit. Or it's also part of the curriculum of the school of ways. So, And this is actually one of the first parts of the curriculum for you to begin to learn spirit. You should know how to eat spirit. right? And for you to know how to eat spirit, you should know how to fight all the wars around the what? Yes, around the table. All the wars of the table. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Jesus, you see that? So there is a battle, I, I can call it, the, I, can, I will also call it the fight of faith. Like Paul was saying to Timothy, he was saying you should fight the good fight of faith. So you can do what? Lay hold on eternal life. You know, laying hold of eternal life. Glory to Jesus. Laying hold of eternal life. You have to do, after you have fought fight and battle, and that fight of faith, it says, that place we're reading in First. John chapter 5, right, he said that this is the victory that overcometh the world. Right, that victory that overcometh the world is our faith. Praise God. And so that faith, everything in that faith has to is the in the faith contains the ways, right, of victory. Do you understand me? In the word faith, or what you call that faith, is also the, the, the process, the school of believing, right? The, the the package of believing, which I said is an believing is first an education. Must be educated according to the manner of that faith before you're able to come into the victory of that faith. Glory to Jesus. That that in the spirit, the way of Gaining victory in the spirit has to be communicated to your soul. That the one is a kind of mastery of battle, right? What I call it—a kind of what? A kind of mastery of battle, which the Lord must wrought in. In other words, when they are trying to bring something spiritual to you, you have developed ways. That will make you end up with what they are bringing. Do you get what I'm saying? That because the realm of the spirit, when you say when I'm saying realm of the spirit, now I mean beyond the world of precept, the the, the realm of grace, the realm of all those things, is a very a very a very elusive realm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Do you know that spirits are weaker in the realm of precept? Do you know that? What I mean by that is, you know, precept is how they, they helped us. If they just came and said, all of you go and learn the spirit, nobody will learn the spirit. Let's say there was no precept, right? They just said, everybody, you are born again, start learning the spirit. You, you, <laughs> you, nothing. Precept is a ladder. They first brought it out from the spirit, Right? A lot of those things I was teaching on Wednesday, different levels of worship, they, they brought worship down from the invisible. Because when, they, when God saw Israelite, they said, this, there's nothing we can do. Nothing we can. If we don't do this kind of thing, of bringing ordinances and spelling it out, these people are beyond help. The place where they are. They can never come up. So they have to bring worship out of the invisible, into the visible, and spell it out to them. Creating a tabernacle. Go and even make things, physical things, and erect them and use them. You get what I'm saying? You know, we in the New Testament, we have our own type. We are not going to physical tabernacle. The reason why you're not going there, you know, there are different ways. Jesus could have said, okay, let's use the tabernacle. But it's just that there's no point because that's not where it is. Right? So instead of rearing up tabernacle, you can read it in the Bible as precepts. You, you will know the principles. You know all those ordinances. You must know them. Nobody can escape. Don't say, I'm not a Jew, so I shouldn't learn about the tabernacle, about offerings. No, you must learn. Well, what else? You can't just start learning the spirit raw. You get what I mean? You must use those things to help your mind. You get what I mean? To help to, to, to create some kind of Orientation in the soul, they brought it out into the natural. I'm not saying that precepts are purely physical, no, no. That's why as a New Testament child of God, that's what makes you have something better than just the, the average Israelite had, right? In other words, you have, you have the scripture, the spirit, who can make precepts reside in you spiritually as knowledge, You get what I'm saying? And through ministry graces, they can, they can download, you know, every precept came from the spirit. Right? They brought it out from the spirit. And then I was on precepts speak about things in, that, in the spirit, things in the Holy Ghost. Precept describe those things. When they, when they brought it down into that place of precepts, there are spirits that now say, ah, they've brought it into the flesh somehow, in a sense. So, spirits will say, okay, we don't go that way. There are some, there are spirits that will not, that can descend into the flesh, right? So, the spirit that descend into the flesh are very low spirit, like demons. You get what I mean? If, to be honest with you, once warfare has been done, revelation of precept comes down. When I say revelation of precept, it has come down, it has been given to you, right? Nothing will stop you from coming into that thing. If you just have some little strength. You will say that, what, because the season has changed, maybe apostolic grace has made warfare to bring down precept from the spirit. Understanding of precept is flowing. The Bible is opening. Then you bring into that kind of season because of the grace around for that. The, the only thing that can stop you is if you allow little demons to stop you. That maybe when it's happening, you say, ah, I don't like it. You're offended at somebody or those foolish things that we do. You understand what I mean? I don't like the kind of English pastor is speaking today. So therefore, I'm not flowing today, or today, ah, today just feel cold in one kind of way. Therefore your mind is shut down for some, those are those foolish, those are demons kind of. It's not, <laughs> it's not a spiritual wickedness or principality that's doing that, that one. For the, the fact that that revelation is coming, the word with all kind of spirits to bring precepts down to you. To be honest with you guys, the things that stop you from knowing precepts, at least, is not all those wise spirits, because of collective movement, apostolic grace, Libo has already happened to bring a lot of things that Most of the things that trouble us are just little, little demons. A lot of time just playing, because we are not strong, some of us we don't pray enough, we don't fellowship enough with the spirit, and that's the most unfortunate one. <laughs> and, and in some other generations, there are guys who prayed and prayed, They clear all the demons in their vicinity. But they just didn't have the way of higher spirits who hold things. They say nothing would drop, not one precept should ever come down. You saw what I mean? I imagine those guys are looking at us right now, and say, hey. They say, God, is it the same thing that used to create me, that used to create this ones? if they if they know if you know what you are the bank of what has been opened to you mm. right but with maybe flimsy excuses and you know being distractions little little things and demons are the ones who do those ones eh <laughs> praise god When it comes to precepts, I know precepts will still be coming though. Know, we've not, all the precepts, I mean in terms of the, the landmarks being open, we've enjoyed so much apostolic grace, right, over the years to, to handle them. Amen, but now, they're now pushing us into another table, right, that is, that, you need some kind of, you now need, they, they say, okay, all the things that precepts have been describing, can you come now? Don't, let's carry you and move you. So, are you seeing all those spirits that, that fight precepts from coming? There's a place where they are. You understand what I mean? Now, where they are, really, is in the place where they put inheritances for you. You get what I mean? Because your inheritance is in the spirit. It's in the landscape of the spirit. The the place where natures interact and collide. That's the the realm of the, what you call the realm of the spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? So, warfare can be done for you through apostolic grace to bring down the knowledge of Sanctification knowledge of, of, the, of the holy place, you get what I mean? And then you can learn that precept, help you make your mind spiritual, concerning, prepare your heart, bring the knowledge of it, you get what I mean? You've never, ever encountered the spirits that make war against sanctified living. But those ones, they've done their thing since. What you are struggling with are the they are, they are eggs they've laid in forefathers that you inherited. They are nature properties that have been, been passed on from generation to generation. They are in us, they are, they are stopping us. You get what I mean? <laughs> so in other words, we have their spirit in a way, in a kind of manner, in some latent form and all of that. But, but now you've, you've been learning precepts. Okay, no, no precept has come to you. They will know at one point the heaven will want to move you right, into a realm in the spirit where, and where you are beginning to live the kind of life that they are framed to oppose. <laughs> do, 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 you know, do you get what I'm trying to say? So, when they want to move you into this, let's say we begin to meet all kinds of spirit that you never, you never even knew. <laughs> the revelation you had, you didn't encounter those spirits to get it. Right? We didn't encounter any. We didn't fight a lot. We didn't fight. Have you? Did you fight with principalities and um, rulers of darkness of this world? And even though we've been learning them, right? All kinds of <laughs> message. You don't know. You don't know what the warfare to get those things smells like. <laughs> You've just been enjoying it. You get what I mean? But there will be a time when you must war. you must, there is no body who will sit on the throne and, and say you never met a principality. You never wrestled with a principality. You never wrestled. These are entities to be wrestled with. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. So I think wrestling is not nearly precept. Wrestling is spirit. Is talking of spiritual martial art. You know what I'm trying to say? They said that is what we wrestle against. Ephesians 6 verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, see, look at them, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high place, and finally against the devil himself, who designed, who gave, who they are working for. This the so when they say we wrestle, it's not, we are not learning about them. We are, there will be a time you've learned about them. We've been learning about these beings. There will now be a time that it's time to wrestle against them. Once you are moving into the spirit, you are moving. You have to wrestle. It's time. It's not time, but so, and that's one of the things. <laughs> you know when. <laughs> Marco Rossi. Ai là! Shaloman. È Yes. Suriati Karendi Amao Hora Surihana a furassuri and Tayagadaya Ibriendo regies <laughs> as a paradia Tayagadaia Tanagadaia Tama Ugada Gaha Tameonegada Gaha agrahando pai hai gai ha mai ha gay grai grahe gan degagest break go hi hai grai shahaban shahaban shabahabano shabran tais fred on Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Ha la 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 a la 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 ha la 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 a la a la la a Prashia, wake, arise, arise, awake, put on your strength, put on your strength, put on your beautiful garments. Thank you. Elisa, we know halfness we don't war after the flesh, let's see that please. We don't war after the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. Fresh to see. Rastupriot. Encry a testore. Eflata. Eflata. Eflay heart. Avonfart. Ephra heels. Ephra Lephason, Lefason. 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 Fresh to Thank you. Say, so though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. That water, we do not war. Of course, if we don't war after the flesh, we war after the spirit. Right? Walk, war after the spirit. If we are warring after the spirit, it means we are warring as we are pushing into the spirit. We are warring after the spirit. We are we are pursuing the spirit. And in pursuing the spirit, we are making war in the process. War. There's a this warfare. I'm seeing the Lord bringing... A Configuration is a warfare. The enemy has been fighting against us. There's something Lord wants to bless us with. He has been fighting against our hearts in all manner of ways, all kind of of winds of doctrines. Doctrine that when spirits come to war, there are doctrines coming. They feel like winds. They begin to blow. Amen. But there's there's a kind of victory now that they are bringing over us. I'm seeing they are bringing. The regalia of war. is called armor of God. It's a kind of thing which you will they will wear upon your soul when you are equipped. That vessel, those things, those garments, those things which you when you take them up in the spirit, when it, your outlook about war and will change things that make you deflated before. Will no longer have such effect upon you. You will begin to find yourself in situations where you are deflated. Some kind of strength begin to rise up on the inside of you. You no longer defeat. You no longer be in your vocabulary anymore because they have put. They've actually. They've. They've dressed you up for warring in the spirit, for warring after the spirit, warring. You know they will clothe you. I'm seeing. I'm seeing something resting. It's like, it's like a vial, something pouring. I, 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 in my, that's the vision I see. I'm seeing a garment, but it's a garment made of oil. Like, imagine them pouring oil upon the, your head, and it, it flowing down, covering. It's like an, an anointed covering, a covering of the Spirit wearing upon you is an empowerment to to war in the spirit. Thou preparest a table before me in the the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Thou anointest my head with oil. Thou anointest my head with oil. With oil. With oil. With oil. With oil. You make you some of you are becoming spiritually slippery in the spirit for movement in the realm of the spirit for movement in the realm of the spirit. spirit you amata become spiritual. February, to get the eh, glory to God. If you believe the Lord has done something awesome, stand up and just begin to give glory to God. Just begin to bless the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Just a little, just description to show you what I'm seeing, how I'm seeing you, now. From now on, when they f- they do what they want to do upon you for this season and what they are bringing you into, my um, mind just went to one footballer. I'm sorry, I'm using football because this is the best way I can describe it. There's a footballer who, in fact, his name is Adama. The guy, if you see him, very, is a very fast footballer, very skillful. He dribbles everybody. So most of the time, when he's dribbling, they can't catch him and the best they can do is they try to fall him down they try to hold him that's what they, they they try to grab him because he's too skillful he's too swift he's too fast for them then when he came to the premier league every day before every game he rubs oil i wonder where do you get this kind of sense from he rubs when you see his body shining they ask him okay why do you always rub oil on your body when you're coming He say that because he knows that anytime he's dribbling they tried to hold him. So something came to his mind to rub oil on his body every time he's going to play. That's how I see you in the spirit. You you become too anointed to stop. Too anointed to stop. Anointed your head with oil and your cup run over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Remakosiendo Mikana Lovai Hasa Elasken wisdom all wisdom wisdom for war in the spirit for battle in the spirit for skillfulness in the spirit all graces impart Lord Neferando Eferando 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 eferando, Thank you Jesus I want everybody, whenever you ever feel stuck about something, either an obedience, just know. It's an obedience that, you see the Lord is saying do this, but you don't know how to do it. Your nature is not aligning. Just remind yourself there is a how about this. Yes, there is a how. Just don't give up. That's it. From today, giving up is not allowed. Yes, if you're listening to me, When it comes to things about your nature, things the Lord is talking to you about, you will not forget it. Say, oh, I I can never be like this. It's not me. Forget about that. Giving up is no longer what? He said, He's the one who will teach your hand to battle. There is a way. Always tell yourself "There there is a way. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you glory today. We bless your name. Thank you Father. thank you Father, 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 thank you Father for new strength now, new strength now, fresh garments in the spirit, fresh equipment, fresh ability, equipment of wisdom, of grace, understanding of doctrines, grace. Thank you our Father, we give you all the glory, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, be with you all all the days of your life. Sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, communion of the Holy Ghost be with you, with you, with your vessel grace of jesus love of god the communion of the spirit be open up fully to you let it be your property your portion your possession in the name of jesus and the goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life in jesus name you dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen